0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Lauderhill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now, here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy.
1: Welcome to our listeners, to Aging Younger Radio. Stephanie Tippy. Uh, Broadcasting live from her clinic in Tamarack, Florida. David and I can be reached at 954-742-4430, and you can visit us online at agingyounger.net. Well, tonight's show is going to be a spectacular one. I have in studio joining me Carl Johan Callerman. He is a Ph.D., a scientist, philosopher and he comes he was born and raised in Stockholm Sweden and Carl is recognized as the main proponent of the idea that the Mayan calendar reflects the evolution of consciousness now he has lectured worldwide and his books on this topic have been translated into 14 languages That being said, I'm really excited that uh, Carl has accepted our invitation to join us on Aging Younger Radio, where we will be discussing this evening the first of a trilogy of his books, The Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization. Welcome, Carl, to Aging Younger Radio.
2: Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm looking forward to this, and thank you for having me on your show.
1: Well thank you and thank you for bringing awareness if you will to the awareness of consciousness mm. in a different sense of the word um, Carl I'd like to start this interview because I do have a lot of, uh, we have to 200,000 global listeners, and I'd like to thank our listeners for bringing uh, Aging Younger to where we are as featured hosts here on Blog Talk Radio. So a lot of people uh, are not aware of what consciousness is. Can, let's start with the basics. What Can you def- first define consciousness before we get into the global consciousness mindset?
2: Well, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I think that is a, a, a difficult thing to do because I think that uh, the phenomenon is, uh, of consciousness is so basic to everything that exists that I <clears throat> I do find it very hard to uh, to define. Um, I I and almost as if I'm um, you know I have uh, written this first book in the trilogy, The Global Mind and the Rise of Civilization, I focus on the mind, uh, because the mind is, is easier to define, and it, I would if I could make any kind of um, definition of the mind, I would say that the mind is that which compartmentalizes consciousness. Um, consciousness by itself is, is undivided and, and sort of connects all uh, all parts of the universe as far as I can uh, understand. <clears throat> but the, the mind is a little bit easier because... Um, The mind is something that, uh, in my understanding, uh, we humans download, or it's something you might also say we, we connect our individual human minds to a global mind. And as we do that, it, it, it actually tends to separate us from uh, many different things. Um, so the mind is both a, a good and a bad thing, according to what many people would would say. I would say, but the, the, the mind is, is what we human beings uh, are using to. Uh, it determines our perception of reality, and it, 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 we use it whenever we are uh, doing any kind of mental processes, uh, accounting, speaking, thinking, uh, technology, etc., etc., and, and is, that is relatively easy to uh, define, and, and what is consciousness, I would call, so basic to existence that everything else will have to rely on it, more or less. So uh,
1: the going back to the mind then what what would you say Carl is the nature and origin of the human mind
2: Well I you know I think the the mind is is divine in origin and the evolution of the mind is behind the evolution of our civilization especially and it is the mind I would say it sort of has a cosmic origin but it's being mediated by the earth and so most immediately um we we are downloading uh, uh the mind from the earth uh, in other words we we all all of us are are sharing in a global mind that is common to the whole planet and uh, i think also that You know, this view then is is a view that is very different from what is today the sort of the the dogma of of academic research in in psychiatry and neurology and and all of these sciences where it is believed that the mind is created by the brain. And uh, um, that is completely different from what I'm uh, arguing and, and proving more or less in my book um, and I think um, if you know if each of us would have a brain that created a mind I would think that we would find it very very difficult uh, to understand each other because each one of a brain would, would be creating its own mind and that's not the case. What, uh, what I'm showing here is that uh, it's the other way around, that uh, there, there is a common global mind, a, a common structuring of, of, uh, uh, of, of a mind that we're all hooked up to. And for that reason, we, we, we can understand each other, and we do experience all kinds of um mm, Synchronicities and uh, um, you know all these kind of things where uh, we we uh, we know who is calling when when somebody is calling on the phone and those kind of things. Synchronicities, as, as Carl Jung would, uh, called young would call it. That's because we're actually connected to a common. Uh, global mind, and uh, uh, that, that, that I think is the best way of making sense of, of the rise of civilization and uh, all that has followed since.
1: Well, and that's, that's awesome, uh, the way you put the perspective to it. I'd like to go back to the divine because you mentioned the divine and, and, and the fact that everything comes from divine. So are you the, do you have the same belief system as I and many others out there that we are all connected and we are our own divinity within ourselves?
2: Well, uh, yes, um, certainly that we are all connected, and I think this book was uh, written very much to make that not only a belief system, but actually a a proven fact, because um, it it really does prove that that we are all all connected, and our minds are all connected in a a common uh, uh, process. Uh, but then, when it comes to the connection to the d- divine, I'm not sure exactly if I w- would word it that way. My view is that we each have a, an individual uh, um, connection to the uh, to a common divine, so to speak, and uh, uh, th- that is part of what may unify us.
1: So, uh, Carl, you just you, how has Are being in your book, in your book, the global mind and the rise of civilization. um, Take us through how you you show and prove that we are all connected.
2: Well, uh, it's uh, uh, basically this. This book is is really about two separate. Uh, topics that uh, uh, that used to be separate, so to speak, and now it's be, they, they are being unified in in one comprehensive uh, theory. Um, there are two issues here. one is the one that I already mentioned you know the, the whole discussion whether the mind is a product of the brain or if the the brain is something that downloads uh, a a a mind that 's one part of the uh, what this book deals with. the second part is about how the downloading of the mind is what is behind the rise of civilization on our planet, which essentially took place 5,000 years ago, according to all modern historians and archeologists and and so forth. And now, why did this happen? And uh, uh, there have been many theories out there uh, regarding that but it 's just a fact that you know around five thousand years ago, the Egyptians began to build their first pyramids. But what is more, most remarkable is actually that at the same time you find people building pyramids in Peru and Mongolia, in other words, on, on, in very different places, and at the same time uh, civilization arose in uh, Mesopotamia and the Indus Valley and so it, 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 it raises the question why did this sudden uh, quantum leap you might say of a, of a, of a new um, way of, of, for the human society, why did it emerge exactly at the same time? and that's what uh, the other issue that my uh, book is is explaining or my theory is is uh, explaining and the explanation is that uh, it takes into account the the Mayan calendar which describes waves of evolution of, of the human mind and so at certain points in time, there are shifts in the cosmos, and that's what this calendar describes and so for instance, five thousand years ago, or if you want to be exact, five thousand one hundred and thirty years ago, um, there was a very significant shift in the Mayan calendar. It was the beginning of what they called the long count calendar and. Uh, the the most uh, reasonable way then of explaining why people uh, uh, suddenly at the same time in so widely different parts of the world would start to create pyramids is that that was part of a new mind that was downloaded at that point in time. and. This is corroborated by exactly what the Maya were saying, and also from from other kind of ancient civilizations when it comes to their own explanations as to why civilization would arise, why uh, pyramids would start to be built, and, uh, uh, and so forth. So it's it's. Uh, These two things, the mind-brain relationship and the the rise and evolution of civilization, have previously been considered as two completely different uh, questions. And now they're brought together, and if you look upon it in this particular way, that the the planet gives rise to a global mind that we are all downloading, then the the rise of civilization will also find its explanation in that particular uh, way. So
1: the Mayan calendar, does it it also explain, for example, uh, let's take the, the Giza pyramids and the way that they were built and why they 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 embodied such a mathematical um, uh, uh, equation to it D- did did the calendar itself explain that bef- uh, at the time of the building of the uh, or constructing of the pyramid
2: yeah, it, 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 well the Mayan calendar was developed about 3,000 years later but nonetheless it, it certainly does explain why the Egyptians built the the Great Pyramid at, at Giza uh, in the way they, they did <clears throat> because, uh, you know, the, the, the so-called long count which is uh, probably the most famous of the Mayan calendar Uh, It it started in 3,115 BC, and and uh, why would they put the beginning of this long count at this particular date, which is 5,000 years ago or a little bit more? Uh, Well, one thing we can note is that that is the time when civilizations arise, this is the time when people start to build pyramids and, and so forth, and so it becomes interesting to find out what is the explanation that the Maya themselves were giving for the fact that they set the starting point of their calendar at this particular point in time. And and in fact, is
1: excuse tr- me, Carl, let me interject. Who gave them this information? Where where did they well, ascertain the, this information to put it in the calendar?
2: We don't know that. Nobody knows that. But um it, my suspicion is that they were just—you know—ancient peoples were much more uh, sensitive to divine influences than than modern people are, and uh, it, among these, if if you believe with me that the global mind is is divine in origin, and uh, evolves uh, uh, according to a certain time plan, then you might say that they they were just very sensitive to the particular shift points in in this divine mind. And uh, uh, so that became what what they they would would chart. And uh, so... Uh, what, but they do have an, an an explanation to why they set their particular beginning of this calendar, uh, 3115 BC. And that's from a place called Palenque, uh, which is in, in, in the state of Chiapas in, in southern Mexico. And it's actually my favorite uh, Mayan site, uh, located on a jungle slope very beautifully and so forth. But there there, 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 there are inscriptions. And what it says is that the, at that point in time, what they call the first father, what we probably would call God, um, erected the world tree, uh, which uh, to them uh, on the level of the planet, the world tree is probably the the polar axis going from north to south, and that the the world became eight-partitioned. which is, you know, it was like, you might say, it became, um, uh, the the whole earth became um, a a grid of perpendicular lines, became activated, um, that uh, uh, that were directed exactly to the North Pole and to the South Pole, you might say. And... Once that grid was activated, which happened 5,000 years ago and did not happen before that, then uh, people started to align their minds, their individual minds, with this uh, with this grid line, with the with a, a dire- four directions of of, um, of uh, um, uh, uh, that, that we have around us, and. Uh, You know, it's been so much noted that many ancient monuments were, um, they were built and constructed in such a way that they are aligned with the four directions. And this is, as far as I can say, is that the, the, the power of the four directions in those early days were very real. Uh, they are aligned with with this grid grid line and so uh, that's really what created the global mind and so when this shift happened, which was a metaphysical shift, people started to download a a, a, a mind, uh, 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 um, separate or or organized around the, 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 the four directions and one thing that is very interesting when it comes to uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza especially is then that it is perfectly aligned to the North Pole and not only that, it is actually not div- just four directions, it's actually an eight-sided pyramid if you look upon it from satellite uh, photographs or, or, or so forth. Now This is exactly what the Maya were saying in their inscription 3,000 years later when they described what happened on the planet at the time when the first pyramids were were built, including the the Pyramid of Giza. So um, what what it comes down to is that Ultimately, the mind has a metaphysical origin, divine, as I would say, but metaphysical, and that that mind was activated at a certain point in time, and that that mind partitioned uh, or came out of the partitioning of, of, of our brains. This dividing the world into eight segments is then Sort of reflected also in, in the division of our brains into uh, not only left and right brain halves but also in the in the frontal and the parietal lobes and so um, that 's what what created this this original mind that that the brain would would download and as they started to download this particular um, hologram of of straight lines and, and four directions, they also started to, uh, to, to um, uh, recreate the same thing in, uh, in, in the external world, in, in the constructions that they were building. So, um, in, in my way um, way of looking at it, the the Great Pyramid of of Giza, especially, is uh, is a symbol of the global mind um, that was uh, that was began to be uh, um, accessible to people at that point in time.
1: And it, so, it's, that that's fascinating. It's really very fascinating what you're explaining. Um, so why when, why and when uh were uh, were pyramids uh the construction or building of pyramids uh stopped what what made the global mindset if you will stop building pyramids
2: yeah that's that's that is something i'm 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 discussing in, in my book and <clears throat> It's the the way people. I mean, I guess the last pyramids that were built really uh, is from about 500 years ago. But in Egypt, they stopped building pyramids. uh, I would say about uh, um, about 3,000 years ago and uh or uh, well, 3,500 years ago and uh, uh, why would that be well that has to do with the fact that this global mind is not a static thing it evolves it changes character and uh, so it, 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 when it first was downloaded, I, I suspect that people felt a very strong calling to reproduce exactly that kind of a mind on Earth. But then, as it evolved, the, this global mind evolved; um, it, it changed character, and uh, they, they, they so basically they stopped uh, stopped doing that, and. Uh, In the book, I I present uh, an interesting parallel development, which is the um, the, there is in, in Mesopotamia there is a symbol. Of the eight partitioning, that's called the dingir, which is really—it's uh, um, just an, an, a, like a compass rose, you might say—a uh, a partitioning in, in eight uh, uh, parts. And I look upon this as a symbol of the the, the downloading of the global mind made by the Mesopotamian peoples. And then you can see that at the time that the Egyptians built their particular, uh, their, their most advanced pyramid, the, the, this eight partitioning as, as it was uh, shown by the Mesopotamians was perfectly uh, straight, perpendicular, um, uh, and and uh, uh, a perfect symbol of an eight partitioning in in, in like a compass rose, so, and so it it fits <coughs> that these things happen at the same time. But then, if you look at, upon this as as a symbol that uh, of the kind of global mind that they downloaded, you can see that this uh, Mesopotamian symbol. Changes its character o- over time, and so by the time when, when, when the last Egyptian pyramids were built, you really cannot recognize this uh, this original symbol from from the Mesopotamians uh, There are in other words this this uh, this eight partition global mind w- were downloaded in parallel in Egypt, in the Indus Valley, and in Mesopotamia. And, uh, but they created different kind of symbols, different kinds of monuments to, to honor uh, these. Uh, but they, uh, something that was part of, of their, these original civilizations was, was these uh, straight and perpendicular lines. They, they, they were fascinated by it and it was very important to, to them when they built their cities and pyramids.
1: And is this where Stonehenge fits in?
2: Yes, that's where Stonehenge fits in too. Because earlier, Stonehenge was believed to be not that old, you know, like only 3,000 years or, 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 or so. But now, Uh, The the consensus among the archaeologists is that uh, Stonehenge started to be built about 3100 B.C., which is the same time as this Mayan long count began, and it's the same time when the the Egyptian civilization arose and their very first uh, uh, pyramid started to be built. So uh, you would say that, all of these constructions these, these, um, are come from a, a, a desire to create kind, some kind of, of um, replicas on the earth of, of this particular global mind. And it's just wow. fascinating that it happens exactly at the same time, the building of the Stonehenge and the first pyramids in the world.
1: Does Machu Picchu fit into this time here?
2: I don't think... No, I don't think so. I, my, uh, that, that's a much more recent thing. Um... I don't remember exactly how old it is, but I think it it's, uh, it's from the 13th century or 14th century or something like that. It's it's much more recent, and it was a place where uh, where the Incas would escape when the, when the Spanish uh, came and, and conquered their, their their country. So that's that's a different story.
1: Okay, because uh, Machu Picchu, I- I- the precision. Uh, of that uh, of the of the construction of the uh, the city itself is just incredible uh, i yeah. i spent uh, some time there and it it's just everything is so precise and aligned uh there are winter solstice and there are some, summer solstice yeah. The way everything is aligned it just sounds so much like what you're explaining that's why i wanted to ask that question but going back to the mayan calendar so they begin their calendar with the what you said they called the long year or the back rut, i think i read in
2: your book uh, it, yeah it was the long count
1: long count yeah long count yeah. So, how long was the long count? What, what's the next step in the calendar? Because that calendar, suppo- now from everything I've studied and read, ended December of 2012. Correct?
2: Well, um, well, I would backtrack a little bit. Um, the, the, if you go to the the, the Mayan area uh, area in in Guatemala and Mexico, you mm-hmm. will find that. Uh, their most important pyramids the the central pyramids in the most important cities were built in nine stories nine levels and uh, um, the the, uh, each of these levels you might say uh, represented a a level of the mind A level of the global mind and and what that means is that when you climb the pyramid you climb through nine different levels of the human mind which have been uh, consecutively activated so to speak and among these nine levels each of which has a calendar that describes its, its evolution, among these The the sixth level is the one that we usually talk about as the long count, and on top of that have been activated uh, uh, then uh, three more levels, and those levels of the global mind have different characters, compared to the long count calendar, which is the sixth level of, of, of the mind. And I don't think it's correct to say that uh, the, the Mayan calendar ended. Uh, it's rather there was a significant shift that I would place at the end of 2011, um, uh, October 28, 2011. Um, to be exact. Uh, and that's, of course, a small difference in, in the large scale of things. But uh, nonetheless, there, there was a very significant shift at that uh, point. And, uh, but the shift didn't mean an end. To the calendar, it meant that uh, the, the, the the different waves of of, of these nine levels, uh, the different waves that developed these nine levels, would shift, and uh, especially what really was important with that particular shift was that in in the year 2011 was activated. For the first time in human history, the ninth wave, which is the highest wave of, of all the, these um, uh, the creation waves that the Mayan uh, would describe, and uh, here comes in the fact that even if you know we're all connected through a global mind, we are to some extent downloading different levels of, of the global mind, different waves, and uh, the, the, the wave that started 5,000 years ago was essentially uh, creating a, a dualist mind. Uh, it, it was uh, kind of uh, dominated by a, a, a yin-yang polarity. and. So it created a certain kind of society um, based on on the duality between good and bad, you might say, or powerful and powerless, or uh, you you might say it created a society for the past 5,000 years that has been uh, patriarchal and uh, uh, based on dominance. Uh, and and so forth and and this came with the very first civilizations because that was the first mind that people started to to download the the original mind then 5,000 years ago was a dualistic mind that separated people in in the perception of of others. Now what is really new with this shift in the Mayan calendar was that a new wave that had never been activated before was activated in the year 2011 and that's a wave that doesn't bring a dualistic mind it's a, it's a wave that brings the possibility of, of a unity consciousness uh, it, it's, um, you might say it's, it's a wave that doesn't separate reality in the perception of, of, of ourselves and, Uh, Of course, it's only been active for very few years. And uh, it would take some time until it really starts to um, manifest uh, and and so forth. But nonetheless, that was the significant uh, aspect of of the shift in the Mayan calendar that we experienced a few years ago. And it wasn't an end to the calendar. It goes on and the waves go on that create our reality and our our minds um, as we speak.
1: And what was all the hype uh, December of 2012 about? Well, and I, I I, I, was... I, I, you know, I, I knew it had something to do with shifting consciousness, and, and and not anything that the world is going to end like a lot of people. There was a lot of uh, doom and gloom. Uh, in December or nearing December of 2012 because people had this fear those who live uh, in not such an enlightened state if you will they had this fear that yes the world was going to end so what was the hype all about I uh, can you explain why not 2011 and why 2012 I did did not hear about October 28th of 2011 until today, until this very moment when you just explained. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, well, I think it would be a little bit too technical to... Discussed that difference. I think the December 21 date was just a miscalculation by the archaeologists, and surprisingly, uh, people just bought into it without really going into depth and, and looking at what the Mayan calendar is about. But um, and when it comes to the question, why was there such a hype? I, I really can't answer because um, uh, I, I really didn't. Uh, expect anything from that particular date, and more importantly, though the, these kind of uh, these kind of uh, waves that the Mayan calendar describe, they are not about a change that happens on one particular day. That is, uh, you know, more or less silly to say on, on uh, from 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 the knowledge of the Mayan calendar. Instead, it is there are shifts. And when a shift happens, there will be over time, over years, sometimes over decades, and, and even centuries, there will be a change in how people perceive the uh, the world. In other words, there will be a change in the nature of the global mind. And as people download the global mind, they will start to look upon the world in a, in a different way, and as they start to look upon the world in a different way they will also start to to create a different kind of re- reality outside of ourselves but these changes are not happening on particular dates they they happen over uh, depending on the circumstance not the circumstance but depending on the wave they may happen over uh, years or um uh, or decades, or or, or uh, hundreds of years, uh, and why people had this wiring that this would be the end of or, or the world is is just beyond beyond me because I there's think nothing in there. Yeah.
1: Uh, beyond a lot of people. Uh, Carl, we're going to take a very, very short break. This is a fascinating subject. And uh, please, uh, to my listeners, don't go away. You are listening to Stephanie Tippy, Aging Younger Radio, with Dr. Carl Johan Kalaman. We will be right back.
0: Look your best, safely without surgery. We offer non-surgical facelift treatments,
1: complete with professional skincare products utilizing magical copper. The Anti-Aging Clinic shows you weight management and body contouring, all safe and non-invasive. Turn back the hands of time with Growth Factor Spray. Antioxidants are our first line of defense against aging. Our professionals can scientifically verify if your vitamins are working with new laser technology. Get your score by calling today.
0: Longevity will follow. The brain and endocrine system control your body, including things like weight gain. When your hormones are out of balance, your body cannot function properly. Call the anti-aging clinic and begin to age younger today. Call 954-742-4430. That's 954-742-4430.
1: We are back. This is Stephanie Tippy, Aging Younger Radio, with Dr. Carl Johan Kallman. Carl. Uh, how how long did it take you to to study the Mayan calendar?
2: Well, it's it, it's taken. I've spent a lot of time with it. Um, my original contact with the Mayan calendar was in 1979 uh, when I went on a backpacking trip to Mexico and Guatemala and, and uh, connected with the Mayan uh, people down in, in Yucatan and, and Chiapas. And uh, uh, I learned about the calendar, uh, and this is, of course, very long before it became something that every that a lot of people were talking about but then I I also heard about the uh, the way that this calendar was not based on astronomy that but instead that they had calendars that were only based on on spiritual symbols which made a lot of sense to me, because the way that they look upon time is that there are time periods that are uh, symbolized by certain uh, spiritual archetypes, spiritual symbols, and as there are shifts between these spiritual symbols, there will also be shifts in the way that people live their lives and, and look upon reality and, uh, and uh, all, everything kind of goes with these shifts between the different spiritual qualities of this uh, time period in the Mayan calendar. So I thought this is, well, was a very fascinating uh, uh, thing um, that, that looked, was so different from from our own way of looking at uh, time, and uh, and it just made you know it just t- spoke to me directly and uh, felt that this is true. They 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 knew what they were talking about, and our way of understanding time as a mechanical phenomenon or an astronomical phenomenon is, is actually misleading, and. Uh, uh, but then I, I was still uh, at that time I was a, a graduate student of toxicology at the University of Stockholm, and uh, it took another I think thirteen years or so that I uh, until I came to the point of uh, abandoning uh, abandoning my my previous scientific uh, career and. Uh, uh, devoting myself to making sense of this Mayan calendar system and not only make sense of it in um, but also uh, providing historical evidence that it really is a description of the evolution of our uh, of our global civilization okay. and so at this point you might say I have a, uh since 1993 well it's a little bit more than 20 years ago that i started full-time to to work with the mayan calendar and writing books and giving lectures and uh, courses and 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 so So forth
1: do you understand uh, i i have a mayan calendar on the wall in my home do you understand every symbol on that on that calendar
2: that I cannot tell. I suspect that you, you, you what you have on your mold, is, is it a round, uh, is it a round thing with a with a face in the center?
1: Yes, yes.
2: Yes, yeah. It's it's actually not Mayan, but it's Aztec. Um, but that doesn't really matter. This is a stone that they discovered uh, a couple of decades ago in in when they were building the. Um, the subway system in Mexico City, Uh, but uh, the the, the Aztecs calendar that that you have there has many, many, many of the uh, uh, calendrical systems uh, in common. With the Maya, the 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 whole region there had had shared significant parts of the of this of the same uh, calendar system, and and yes, I would be able to identify the different symbols uh, in uh, in especially the twenty symbols, which is the 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 twenty day signs that uh, um, uh, that that that, uh, uh, were part of, of the Mayan calendar. And I would see that. Yes.
1: Amazing. So let's go back to the, the the waves of activation. And that I'm fascinated with this because you you just you truly have enlightened me uh, with this knowledge about October 28th of 2011. And this will stay in my brain forever. And, and Thank so you. we're in yeah. the, <laughs> we're in this ninth wave of activation based on the Maya. What's next?
2: What, what, what well is, is there I, another I, no well I don't think there is another wave um, first of all the, the the significant pyramids that I mentioned that the Maya were building uh, down there they are they are limited to nine levels and so I don't think there is another uh, coming and secondly um, this wave, the ninth wave, I, I think that brings it sort of brings back the possibility of unity. It is like the before five thousand years ago, people were in unity, like in a shamanic state i think with with nature, with the divine, with the spirit world, and so forth and then, five thousand years ago came a new new the downloading of the mind and uh, a way of looking at reality for the human beings that allow them to separate things, which is necessary for the rise of civilization and uh, but the bad side, of course, is that you, you, you lose the, the, the totality, you lose the, the, the contact with the original source and, and so forth, well if you 're completely dominated by this kind of a separating mind. And uh, so uh, we've come to a point of of 5,000 years of evolution of this particular separating mind. And now comes uh, the possibility of another wave that that doesn't separate, that uh, may allow us to recreate our unity with the divine. And as that happens, I believe we will also start to recreate the the unity of, w- with nature, the unity with other people, and so forth. It, it's, a, it's a transformation that will happen over time, uh, a new possibility that, in a sense, might bring us back to the, uh, uh, the, the way people were... Um, uh, looking at the world before civilization. Um, but now, of course, we, we have already created civilization, but now maybe it's time to... Uh, well, that's how I understand the, the divine plan, that now it's time to go back to the unity with, with nature, go back to the unity with the divine uh, 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 and so forth, and uh, that is, as far as I can tell, the last uh, the last aspect of the mind that is being activated uh, it 's just that it will demand of us that we we choose to take that path and uh, uh, and it would uh, demand a lot of work with ourselves and the human collective and so forth, and it will You know, I I don't know exactly the time frame, but it will manifest presumably over the coming decades or or something like that. And uh, um, I I don't think there is any new mind. You can't be more unified than the unity, so to speak. That's how I look upon it.
1: Well, I I believe that, yes, we we are, a, a vast majority of us who are awakening, if you will, are awakening to the unity, to the oneness, and there is a big transformation going on uh, today. And you write about, in your book, you discuss the the third eye, the pineal gland, and, and, and that's the activation spot. That's the point of activation, and I believe a lot of people uh... Our, their third eye is opening up and it, it's ha- and people are starting to vibrate at a much higher frequency the density if you will is not as dense uh... people are becoming lighter uh, do, do you know that today is july 23rd and today is uh... Th- th- just from my own research that i like to do on my own today is the opening of the portal of the uh, star cirrus Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Four times a year, and today it opens for the only time that it'll stay open for 55 days. Other than that, the other three times that it's open, it's I think it's 23 days, and it's amazing that we're doing this radio show today.
2: Yes, yes, that's great.
1: So going back to the beginning of this uh, interview when you said synchronicity, everything, it's been downloaded. It was preordained that this happened today, Carl.
2: Yes, I think so too. That's I great. believe
1: that. I believe yeah. that. So, And the reason I bring that up is because I, I resonate very strongly with the Star System Series.
0: Like yeah. a lot of people yeah.
1: say that they're a Palladian or an Octeturian. I believe I, I, I'm I'm from the uh, Syrian side.
2: Yeah. Hmm. So,
1: just wanted to put that in as a side note. Yeah. Carl, how how. Can people get a signed copy of your book? Because I know that this book can be found on Amazon, and people should uh, buy it because it's a, it's it really does expand the mind. Uh, but how can they get a signed copy from you?
2: Well, that uh, that would require that that people go into my website, uh, which is um, www c a l l e m a n dot com. And uh, you would have to write me if they want a si- signed copy. Um, write me. The, there is on my website an envelope where people may, may uh, uh, communicate with me. And uh, then you would have to actually write to me and, and ask for such a um, uh, signed copy. Um, and, um, yeah, that's the well, only okay. way I know of it.
1: Well, your website happens to be very nice, by the way. And uh, again, I'm going to repeat it for my listeners. It's uh, calaman, C-A-L-L-E-M-A-N dot com if uh, you should desire a signed copy of The Global Mind and Rise of Civilization. And again, this is just volume one. You're doing a trilogy, right?
2: yes that's right so there are uh, you might say it's just opening up and or or providing the 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 groundwork for a for a wider new understanding of, of how we are connected to the divine uh, creation waves. Um, the, the second, the, the first one is then about how these creation waves uh, uh, influence the rights of human civilization and, and the evolution of human civilization. The second will be about how these waves have uh, influenced the, the creation of human uh, religions, which it's not a static thing they they follow these different shift points and also deal with uh, altered states of consciousness. Uh, where, do those, where do you go when you go into an altered state of consciousness, basically? And then there is a third uh, volume planned, which is about the future of the mind, uh, which, which is really a little bit more complex than I've been mentioning here, but that's the reason it, it serves a, a book of its own. And uh, I also like to say that for those that want to uh, have uh, information, uh, they, you know, you can also go to my website. You can uh, can look at my blog or, or Facebook. You have uh, three different uh, pages that, that relate to my work. And uh, um, so uh, it's, it's 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 a it's a creation in process, you might say um and um yeah
1: well i'm hoping when you come out with uh volume two you're going to grace my airway wave again
2: oh absolutely i'd love to thank you so much yeah you're
1: very welcome this is uh, again uh, this is uh, to me it's uh it's a, a subject that is very near and dear to my heart and uh, the wa- awakening of the higher consciousness you know i have a I have my own personal saying and that is I believe that if we all dream big and we allow our ima- imagination to soar into a ra- reality we can awaken our higher consciousness and that thus we can live our passions and then we have found the secret to life because that's all that's it beautiful. is
2: That's Thank beautiful. You. That's Thank beautiful. you. Thank you
1: that is but that's all it is carl and if your book and everybody else who is bringing awareness to the collective consciousness this metaphysical shift this quantum shift i don't think is really far away
2: no right
1: so the activation of this ninth wave, as you so beautifully put it from the Maya, is, um, it, is, it's heralding forth quite rapidly. My next question to you is, are you, in, are you still in contact with the Mayan? Do you speak with them? Do you have uh, communication with them?
2: yeah i do to some extent uh um, i just the other day i made a presentation in santa fe and there was one so-called mayan daykeeper actually one of the original uh, 13 grandmothers who came to my presentation and uh, uh, but it's not a regular uh, contact but um, it's uh, it, it's certainly there uh, tomorrow actually <laughs> it's probably more than i think of tomorrow i'll be be talking meeting a person who has the uh, mayan website sacred road uh which is um uh, it's about um, day keepers as they're called um who who be coming to different parts to to teach their particular knowledge um so yes i absolutely uh, of course, what they are presenting is quite different from what I'm presenting, but uh, 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 there, is a, there is a mutual understanding and a mutual interest in, in both aspects of, 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 of the Mayan calendar.
1: Well, it's the sharing of the minds yeah. that,
2: yeah.
1: that activate the activation points.
2: yeah. yeah.
1: Um I spent I, when I was uh, in high school I was I, I had the opportunity to go as an exchange student I was in Honduras for 3 months. And Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of Maya influence in Honduras and I went to Copan. They took me to Copan. Oh
2: yeah. Have you been That's there? Beautiful yes I have. It's a beautiful site. Yes.
1: Absolutely and beautiful.
2: Yeah, well, and I've also been to some of the islands outside of uh, Honduras where there are Mayan uh, rem, uh, remains. Yeah.
1: Well, I remember, is the, and I still Kopan have is pictures.
2: A fantastic. I,
1: I have pictures still. and This goes back. This was in 1967, Carl. I mean, many, many. Oh yes. years. <laughs> That's great. And yeah. I, I remember the steps and the the steps in the, at the temple. And each step had a story.
2: Yes. We, That's right.
1: We have a few minutes. Can you t- tell me about the story? Because I really don't understand what the story was on the steps. Oh,
2: well, uh, at one of the pyramids in Copan, as you mentioned, there is this famous um, staircase of glyphs so the whole there there is a whole creation story that may be read uh from that staircase, so it's like yeah glyphs it's it's a, it's a, it's the writing that's that's in there, and this is very typical of, of, of Mayan sites because um when you climb these pyramids, you actually get some kind of a direct contact with the, with a knowledge that is embedded in the different stair, uh, stairs and steps and, uh, and so forth. Uh, there there is nothing random or accidental in how they built their pyramids. And just by climbing, yeah, I would say you get a little bit of a knowledge. You, it goes into your whole body. Uh, well, I have
1: gotten it. I have not forgotten it and as yeah. a matter of back home I'm going to pull out my albums and take a look at the pictures. But, yep. uh, you know, Carl, well, down to 60 seconds left of the show, the time just flew yep. by. I I totally enjoyed uh, conversing with you. Uh, th- this show is archived, and it will always be on archive, so you can put this on your website, you can put it on your Facebook page, Thank the you. link that I sent to you, and you can use it uh, for other people to listen to, because it's... It was fascinating, and I want to thank you. And I also would like to extend the opportunity for you to come back once your volume two is out so that we can continue the conversation. Thank because you. A very much-needed conversation. And that being said, I am down to 20. 20- Worth of time, so I'm going to have to say goodbye to everybody. Thank you, Carl Johan Kalman, the global rise, uh, the global mind, and the rise of civilization. And thank you to our listeners. Until next week, God bless you all.
0: You've been thank listening you. to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy. You've just heard that alternatives to the sickness industry are alive and well, helping you to age younger. The Anti-Aging Clinic is located at 7200 West Commercial Boulevard in Lauderhill, Florida. You can reach David and Stephanie at 954-742-4430. That phone number again is 954-742-4430. And you can learn more about them on their website, LiveLonger123.com. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 1 o'clock for Aging Younger on 1040 WLVJ.